To unpack it for us is, uh, of course, uh, Father Russell Pollitt, Director of the Jesuit Institute. Father Russell. Very good morning to you, Kanya. Uh, you must be very tired. Mm, I've had a few hours of sleep. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, um, this uh, momentous uh, time in our country and uh, an era which I think will go down in history um, as uh, you know, a moment that probably defines a number of things about South Africa. Um, the resignation of Jacob Zuma, the second resignation of a president who's been recalled by uh, his political party. Um, this resignation, not as easy as the first one, a man who remained uh, sort of defiant. What You know, he claims he wasn't defiant, but basically I, I'm not sure that there's any other English word for um, you know the way that he uh, that he behaved, um, and uh, you know saying so even when he resigned that he did not disagree with uh, what the party had said. He's willing to uh, do what they want, but he still disagrees uh, with what the party has said. After a very angry rant on TV yesterday afternoon, um, and the the kind of you know question about what have I done wrong that he insists on his innocence when one thinks about the eight motions of no confidence against him, the Constitutional Court, the Chief Justice of the land, you know, uh, saying that he had violated his oath of office, um, the, the many, many, many uh, scandals that Zuma was involved in, you know, letting an international criminal uh, come into the country and leave by, and breaking, therefore, international, uh, uh, um, you know, criminal accord by with El Bashir. I mean, there's just so many things that roll out if one opens that, that cupboard of, of, of skeletons, and yet the man sits and says, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? On the other hand, Kanya, you know, I think we have to also be very careful because this man was not doing this alone. And as much as we want to say that he was a dictator or you know, he was um, not a Democrat or whatever else. I think we have to be um, balanced in our view. He was supported by a party. And through eight uh, votes of no confidence, uh, through a ruling by the Constitutional Court, uh, various other events, the people who stood behind him was the party that put him into power. They protected him. They defended him. They came to his aid over and over again. They had many, many opportunities to act on this man. They did not. And I was sort of saying to myself, it's like, it's like a child. And, and those people who, who have children maybe will understand this. You know, if you, if you keep you know, giving the child what it wants and reinforcing a certain behavior, then one day decide that you're no longer going to give the sweet and uh, that behavior is not acceptable you cause a confusion with the child. And, and in many ways, it seems to me a weak analogy, but it seems to me that that's what's happened here. Um, and so I, I, I think that we also have to uh, continue to hold the African National Congress accountable because the African National Congress aided and abetted the situation that the country got into uh, through their lack of action, uh, through their support of this man. And so... In as much as we want to say that Zuma is the icon of what we don't want in South Africa, we still have a very long way to go. So, Father, are you saying that uh, he might have been genuine then yesterday when he said, yesterday afternoon, when he said, I still haven't been told what I've done wrong? 
Well, I suspect that he hasn't been told, or at least maybe he has behind closed doors. Who knows? And and we we're not privy to that. But the country has not been told by the ANC what Zuma did wrong and why they decided to recall him. I mean, the other day, Ace Magashule sat in a press conference in the Tuli House saying, well, you know, uh, we're going to uh, recall him because we've noticed there's problems with the economy. There's been problems with the economy for a long time. That's not something that happened yesterday, last week, or after Saul Ramaphosa was elected. So why is it that all of a sudden there's been this change in uh, thinking by uh, the very people who supported him? Um, so, you know... Zuma may be playing this for political capital. He's very good. He was playing victim very well yesterday afternoon. One did wonder whether he was uh, trying to uh, garnish more political support from his constituency by saying, look, I'm the victim of these people. But it's never been articulated publicly for the people of this country to hear why, at this point, the African National Congress decided to recall him. They haven't given us a reason. And... I'm not sure that's okay. I think the ANC has to be held accountable. And even last night in a statement after um, Zuma had re- resigned, uh, the, the um, Deputy Secretary General of the ANC uh, uh, made a statement. And if one listened to that statement, you know, um, oh, we are very sad to have to do this. It's painful for the organization, you know, um, that Zuma has been a faithful carder, that they profoundly grateful to him for the service that he gave South Africa, uh, you know, um, that he was fundamentally in renewal and uniting all South Africans. Do we really believe that? And why do we allow someone like Jesse Duwaji to sit there and sprout this stuff if we don't really believe it? I mean, at the end of the day, it says much more, in a way, about us as the people of this country who just sit and listen to and accept this kind of, uh, of stuff when... We know that this is all smoke and mirrors. Um, you know, it's, 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 and once again, one gets the, you know, she called him a disciplined member of the ANC. Um, you know, um, she said that, uh, you know, in effect, uh, you know, uh, Zuma had shown character, I think she said, and committed to principles um, uh, and, 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 you know, and so forth. When, when she spoke last night after his resignation, now, I wonder, you know, I mean, what message is that saying? If if somebody is all those things, why are you recalling them? Give us a reason. And when she was asked in the press conference, why aren't you giving us a reason? She said, oh, no, because, uh, you know, the, the, the real problem is, you know, in some ways it's the media in this country that, 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 have, that have said nasty things about him and put uh, uh, pressure on him and, uh, you know, and so forth. So you, we still don't have an answer. The, yes. the, the governing party still not being accountable. Do you think if she said that that list is too long for us to to roll out, <laughs> that would have been that would have made things better? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, I think that if if something was given, I mean, I think if if, if, if a reason was given, you know, um, but in some ways, in as much as Zuma acted with impunity when he was president and did as he pleased and said what he wanted. Um, which was certainly, I think, the perception that most people had. The ANC itself continues to act with impunity and says, you know, uh, what it thinks. And if they're going to take this country forward, I mean, if there's going to be a change, there's going to have to be a fundamental change in in, in moral compass in the ANC, but also in, in the sense of accountability. And 
even after Zuma's resignation, I did not detect that uh, change uh, in, um, in, in attitude. And, I mean, once again, if you want to unpack this even further, it was less than two weeks ago on a weekend, I can't remember exactly which weekend, where both Jesse Duarte and Ace Magashule told people at various public events that Zuma will never resign, that they will support him, he will never resign. Who was sitting there last night? Yes. Well, Father Russell, what do we learn from this? You know, in terms of lead, what do we learn? Ethics and leadership. What do we learn from this? So I think we, we, we learn most especially that we are, we are living, and this is why the situation is not going to change, we are living in a time of complete moral decay. And the only way that things are going to begin to change is when we take on, uh, uh, in a very um, direct way, a question of, uh, once again, looking at the renewal of some sort of vo- um, moral values in our, in our country and in our politics. So it seems to me that we've really got to a point where we are scraping the bottom of the barrel uh, when it comes to morality. It also seems to me that there is no leadership. Uh, you know, there, there are people in power, but there's no leadership. Um, that there's been a total erosion of what it means to be a leader. Quite clearly, from our own Catholic perspective, from the biblical perspective, a leader is someone, if one wants the ideal, the absolute ideal, is the one who seeks to serve rather than being served. And it seems to me that a lot of the stuff that we hear all the time is self-serving. It's got nothing to do with serving other people. We, you know, we, we are told that it is, but that's just the window dressing. Once we get past that window dressing, we see that this is all about power, it's about uh, material gain, it's about ego, and so, and so therefore we, we have lost a sense of what it means to, to be a leader, uh, and what it means to have leadership, and how one begins to re-inculturate re-incult, uh, that into a, a culture that has lost it, I'm not sure. It's going to take someone who's very principled, someone who, uh, you know, has a real sense of service, and someone who's not going to just speak words, but actually in action, do the things that need to be done. So, for example, uh, I have a big question mark around Ramaphosa. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, we need to give him a chance. That's true. Uh, there is a history there as well. But, you know, is Ramaphosa going to do things, for example, like get rid of motorcades, uh, you know, that push the people of this country who pay his salary off the roads, is he going to make that cabinet smaller? Is he going to get rid of people who have absolutely violated what they're supposed to stand for in terms of service? I think, for example, uh, straight away of the Minister of uh, Social Development, uh, Bilet Lamini, uh, is he going to deal with people who consistently seem to be dishonest in their dealings with the money of the people of this country, like the mining minister, um, Mzwane? Uh, you know, are we going to see actions that show that he's serious about the service of the people of this country and not simply just the image of the ANC or uh, his own uh, his own image or, once again, power and materialism and so forth? I think the lure into those things is much, much stronger than we, we sometimes believe. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to be checks and balances in place. Is, are the ANC going to begin to be accountable to the people of this country. 
And those are the questions. Uh, I think the answers will uh, will unfold as as time goes. But uh, Father, I think uh, this is this is a story rewriting itself, isn't it? It seems to be a will. Uh, from the biblical times <laughs> to our times. I mean, uh, President uh, Tabumbeki, it was basically the same, being recalled and then resigning. But he, as you said, uh, that was an easier uh, resignation. And uh, I wonder if you were President Tabumbeki now, wh- what would be going through your mind at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question uh, because we know that... Um, Despite the fact that he denied it yesterday, we know that Zuma was key in engineering um, the downfall of Mbeki. Um, I noticed yesterday that as soon as um, the, um, the, the was it the day before, actually, the time has now just become, so much has happened, that as soon as the ANC, NEC announced that uh, the recall was final, uh, the first people to put out a statement saying basically that they agreed and that this was the way forward and that it couldn't have come at a better time, and that, uh, you know, at last the NEC's acting was the problem basic foundation. So one cannot um, but help thinking that in some ways, and Becky thinking, well, the chickens have come home to roost. Uh, remember that Becky got rid of Zuma as deputy president, uh, and then, uh, you know, Zuma came back on as ANC president, and, you know, one of the first things he did was to make sure that we saw the back of Becky. So, uh, you know, I don't think there's too much love lost between the two of them either. Um, but, you know, I, this, you said something more important than, than, than how Becky's feeling, and that's the question of going back to biblical times. If we go through the Old Testament, and just recently, in the weekdays, we've been reading uh, the book of Samuel, and we've, we've seen how some of these great figures in the, 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 the tradition of our own uh, faith have when they've become too arrogant, when they've sought after materialism, when they've acted with impunity, we've seen their downfall. This is the, this is the story of humanity. If you think of King David, who you know, was one of the greatest kings of Israel, acted with impunity uh, by taking Uriah's wife. Uh, if you think of uh, you know, Solomon, who prayed for wisdom and was given wisdom, and how you know, that all went to his head and, and his downfall. And eventually, the complete breaking apart of the kingdom of Israel. Uh, and that happened. That happened for no other reason that the kings of Israel acted in ways which were, once again, not uh, to serve, but to be served. And they destroyed the nation. So this is not something that's new to, to our human history. Um, but there's another question that begs answering. Why is it that we don't seem to get people ever in any generation that are able to learn from the past. What's going on here? Why are we human beings so frail, so fragile, so stubborn, so unable to learn from the past, reflecting on their past experience and saying, uh, you know, this is not the way that things should be done? And I think the greatest prayer that we can make at the moment in South Africa, especially as God's people, is to say, please, and whoever the new leadership's going to be, because we don't know. We don't know what Ramaphosa will do, who he'll put in as deputy, who he'll shuffle in the cabinet, who will be ministers. Could we please just have people who are able to reflect on that experience and ask themselves what went wrong and look at it and say, we're going to try and learn from that so that we can honestly build a, a, a solid value uh, foundation 
and we can be people who, who seek to serve. Father Russell, and thank you very much for that reflection. Thank you. Have a good day. God bless, Father.